The South Dakota Stories, Volume 5. South Dakota seemed like the perfect place to unplug, but I ended up connecting to the world around me, a world where each sunset was painted, where I felt adventure's pulse with every step, and where cold water trickling, pine swaying, and grunting bison became my favorite soundtracks. I just wish I didn't have to leave. There's so much South Dakota, so little time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next, your new favorite beer with zero carbs, now available to you. I enjoy hearing you every morning. Your mom is so fat when she wears heels, she strikes oil. <laughs> Them hogs, man. Them hogs can't do no wrong, fella. Have you ever slapped a bag, Tommy? We're now sitting down with that SEC podcast with Michael Braden, and for the first time ever, I'm getting to meet cousin Shane as well, who I have to say is the nicest a son of a. We can't curse on this. Oh, okay. I want to preface that because this is a FCC regulated interview. Unfortunately, Michael, when I came on with him, he dropped the f ball within like four minutes of the show, and I looked at him and was like, "We can swear, all right." It's great to be on with you. I've, I've watched you come on the show. Earlier in the year, I was I was wishing I could have got out there. You know, I thought that would have been cool to, to kind of shoot the breeze, <laughs> shoot the bull. So what's what's the was it? So how do they? I'm just curious because if you can't say a cuss word online, I mean, is there somebody out there listening to this I and guess. they're like, okay, or is it like a red flag goes off and they? Apparently, guys, the FCC charges you twenty five grand if you say one of the George Carlin seven words or whatever it oh, is. Wow. So it is rough. Um, Shane says he wanted to come drive, make that three hour drive. I can't get him to make the three mile drive in East Tennessee. So he's BSing you. <laughs> Teleport. You know, if, if they create that, you know, because he is. I'll never forget. I tried canceling a show with Mike. Mike came in all the way from Nashville. And oh. he's literally five minutes away, you know. And I'm looking out, it starts raining. It's raining sideways. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it, you know. <laughs> he's like, dude, I just drove three hours. Get your, you, you know, tail get your over butt, here. Get your butt yeah. over here. Man, well. This, this is hard not to curse. This is the hardest interview we've ever done. Guys, I want to also mention yesterday when we got here on Monday and I came over to talk to you. My brother listens to that SEC podcast every single week, and you guys were kind enough to FaceTime him, which that was awesome. You guys have already made, I want to start with the statement you made last week. You have already put it in stone, pinned to paper. If Arkansas starts out 4-0, going to Fayetteville. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. You haven't been to Fayetteville, right? We've talked about this. No, never so been up there. I think that a 4-0 Bama-Arkansas, Bryce Young, KJ might be the uh, – the perfect game to, to kind of christen yourself with and pop your cherry. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So uh, just a little backstory: the third leg of this tripod is his brother, my other cousin. We call him the flying Hawaiian cousin Jonathan. He lives in Hawaii, flew out for SEC media days. He's in the hotel room right now. Oh, wow. He's the one doing all the uploading of the YouTube, so shout out cousin Jonathan there. But I had him on the show, and he put me on the spot because we were talking about it. If Arkansas is undefeated, if Alabama is undefeated, 
that SEC podcast is going to be there at Razorback Stadium to watch Arkansas defeat Alabama. Let's go. I love to see it. As will I, Mike, because <laughs> I just – how could you miss this opportunity? Because we've been saying in all offseason that our dark horse to win the West is Arkansas Razorbacks. And I think it comes down to two games. Everybody knows the two games. It's Texas A&M. It's Alabama. And if those two teams play each other undefeated, the, I mean, they could steal. They could even lose that game. As long as they don't get their rear ends kicked, you know. They could lose that game, still make a college football playoff. There's a lot of hype in Arkansas for a reason, and I would go. I, I've only been to Arkansas once, and that's because I missed my exit in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I was driving and I was looking at that pyramid thing they got going on over there. And the next thing I know, I'm like, we are we're going over the Mississippi. How do you turn around in Arkansas? So, yeah, quick. I would love to get back out there and watch some football. I have I, the the fan mainly for the fan support because I there's a couple of fan bases that have popped up this off season, super optimistic. One of which is South Carolina, which which is here today. Um, but Arkansas, it's just the fandom that that drives drives that team and I just want to be a part of it. Mike, you brought this up to me when I came on y'all's show is the similarities between Tennessee and Arkansas. And I was talking with Richard Cross earlier of Super Talk Mississippi. He said something I thought was spot on. When Arkansas basketball is good, it's better for the SEC. He also said when Tennessee football is good, it's better for the SEC. You think about the Philip Fulmer, T. Martin, Peyton Manning. I mean, that was a huge part. So why not, why not Arkansas and Tennessee maybe win the east and the west and we we mix it up like we did in the 90s and early 2000s i I think tennessee being good at football is better for our health too i mean just look (laughs) at us you know (laughs) what i have noticed about y'all's pods is y'all love to lean in on arkansas and i think it helps because there's so many and we have people we'll be on our message boards or i'll get texts because people know i know you guys and it'll be just Freaking love SEC, Mike. And there's like, he's in Arkansas. I was like, guys, he's a Tennessee guy, but he just loves Arkansas. What do you think about y'all's show is kind of latched on Arkansas fans? Why do you think Arkansas fans have just been sucked in so much to that SEC podcast? Give me heck because uh, even during the Chad Morris era, he said, we talk Arkansas as much as we do Alabama when they were dominating the league. But we try to do that for everybody. And that's why we started this whole show is, is because I feel like with all due respect to SEC Network and ESPN, they do a great job doing what they do. But they don't cover the whole league. Mm-hmm. They don't cover Arkansas like it deserves to be covered. They don't cover South Carolina like it deserves to be covered. And on and on and on. So we just try to dedicate as much coverage as we can to all 14 SEC teams. And we give our opinion, whether it be right, whether it be wrong, whether it be way wrong. Yeah. Hey, and sometimes we're right, you know. That's, that's very few. But uh, if you like gambling – You'll love our show because you can just bet the other way and make some money. But I I think the thing with Arkansas for me personally is is kind of the similarity with Tennessee. I'll never forget. I put a meme out after Chad Morris lost to, I believe it was Western Kentucky. Yeah. You know, Tennessee was in a dark dark stage too. And there was a picture of two guys at a bar and he was welcoming a friend in. And and it was like, come on, Arkansas, grab a drink, (laughs) sit with us, you know? It just it felt like everybody likes a good a feel good story, you know, and that's what I like about Arkansas. It's a feel good story. Sam's a feel good coach. The players are, are feel good players. They they some reason they're they're playing better than they were recruited. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. can't 
I can't think that has anything to do other than just the the atmosphere that Sam Pittman's created down there. And that's why there there's talk about them being, you know, first, second, even the third team in the West. Mm-hmm. That's, that's because they're, they play as an absolute unit, you know? You know the one thing we didn't get last year, and I know we're talking football here at SEC Media Days, we didn't get a, a Tony Vitello, Dave Van Horden rematch <laughs> in the College World Series. And I know that that was something I was just praying for every night because you think about those two fan bases going at each other's throats in Omaha. And I saw Arkansas and Ole Miss, which is bad enough. But as good as Tennessee was in baseball this year and as good as Arkansas turned it on down the stretch, that's the one thing we didn't get, unfortunately, that hopefully we'll get at some point. I know we're talking football, but baseball, that's something we have to see again. Well, I got so many Tennessee and Arkansas followers that I wasn't even – really tweeting about baseball but yeah. i was living those wars in my mentions so i know exactly what you're talking about they had a guys i, I don't know if i chan i don't know if you saw they had a tony vitello's tears like they're just water bottles outside of omaha and uh they and it was i don't know if it was an arkansas fan an old miss fan but i mean people were messing with i have tennessee fans still in my mentions for posting the picture Back in June. That's right. <laughs> it's it's you know, awesome. Tennessee man. loses a big event. I'm terrible of just running away. I don't know about you, but if Arkansas loses a game or something like that, some people can get out there and face the weather. Mike's a prime example of that. Me? No. I'm turning off the Twitters. I'm turning off all social media, and I'll be on in about 48 hours. So that's my, I have a 48-hour rule. So after we lost in baseball, I voided all the, the, the Omaha talk. You know, it was just because you guys were coming hard at Tennessee fans. Uh, they, uh, Arkansas fans, that doesn't sound like them. Oh, yeah, it actually does. We're talking with Michael Braddon and Cousin Shane here, that SEC podcast here, SEC Media Days, for y'all's first time. So what are we thinking? Did it live up to – Expectation is at least through day one. Exceeded it, man. Exceeded it. I've already made a fool of myself on Paul Feinbaum. Uh, Shane's over here getting Eli Drinkowitz to show him the the best memes on his phone. He's showing him John Daly memes. We we only got. They said we got eight minutes with Coach, and basically what that says to me is we'll give you five, and if this is going poorly, you're out of here. He gave us about 15 full minutes. Oh wow! Because of the Tennessee homer over here. I mean, I thought they were going to exchange. I thought Shane was going to jump on the plane with him and go back to Columbia. Well, I, I was kind of goading him a little bit with uh, with the Arkansas, you know, because Eli's from there. Yeah, you know, he played there, he coached there. Uh, he he makes he made comments later about keeping his teaching, you know, degree eligible. So if, yeah. if football doesn't work out, he can go down there and teach again. So um, I just I, the reason I think we hit on a certain level is just because we, you know, he's very authentic just like Sam Pittman is and and the the way that these two talk about each other and their programs that battle line war I mean it it gets better every single year I mean they're already chirping every time that I see a Mizzou tweet I see 15 comments from Arkansas every time I see an Arkansas tweet I see 15 comments from Mizzou so it's just it's back and forth and I think that's a rivalry that a lot of people didn't accept at the beginning that are coming around toward the end here You've got Arkansas connections in Missouri. Barrett Bannister, you mentioned Eli Drinkwitz. Barrett was one of the guys that came down here. He went to Fayetteville High School. His uncle uh, was a former running backs coach. I think Tim Horton was his uncle, uh, and Harold Horton is his grandfather, if I remember that right. So there are some connections within that helps kind of pump up. (laughs) Guys, are you all prepared for tonight? You know we're going to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. All you can eat and all you can drink. Are are you all going to be? What time is that? This from 6 to 9.30. The question is, between you two, 
two Tennessee homers, how many beers can we consume in three and a half hours? Because <laughs> you got this is on the SEC's dime all week long, boys. So you got to take advantage. How many but beers can we? He consume? may have to amend his rule here, but believe it or not, cousin Shane is sober this week. Otherwise, uh, I think he's fearful he won't show up. I, I will admit this. This is we were joking. Uh, yesterday was the first pod I did sober, you know. So this one, and I thought we did all right, but we were so tired it kind of felt like I was drunk there toward the end. So I don't know. I'd I'd like to go over there, but I'm afraid, you know. Which, you know, you can't just have one, You know what I'm saying? The influences, yeah. You know, my boss gives me a hard time because I wake up typically at 4 a.m. because of our our show uh it's 5 a.m. here because it's eastern time and i have a rule and you can ask my friends when i'm in state sunday through thursday unless it's a holiday unless there's no show the next day i don't touch alcohol beer wine liquor i won't touch a drop of it but we're in atlanta georgia so that rule no longer (laughs) applies this week so i am going to be drinking on greg sankey's time this week and and having some fun with that but yeah i don't know if i'm allowed to say ty but when we were leaving media days in the hotel i saw you he was already had a beer in his hand he had even moon baby (laughs) absolutely yeah we uh we left the College Football Hall of Fame, and I walked by a security guard, and it's like, all right, boys, this is where the rubber meets the road. He's either going to tell me to throw it away, or I'm going to walk into the hotel with a beer. And he didn't say anything, so I just I just kept on walking and said, who cares? So that was a lot of fun. And Nashville, East Tennessee, it's got to be in Nashville next year. Uh, we were talking with Herb Vincent last night about some, who works within the SEC office. He's an associate commissioner. Do you all have a preference on where you want it? I'm excited for Nashville. Obviously, that's where you're at. Uh, New Orleans is a possibility. Do we want it down there? Where, where do we want the next SEC media days after Nashville? Anywhere but Alabama. That's, that's what I say. <laughs> I, I never thought about it, but I like the, I like the New Orleans idea. I, I mean, you got to remember, it's going to be July. Oh, so it's going to be hot. Oh. Long, long as we don't have to walk outside, kind of oh. like this place, I'm all for it. I, I can't handle that, that Cajun weather, but I would say there or um, yeah, I've not thought about that. I, I hope they do all of them because I, I don't think it's fair for the fan bases to just go to Alabama or just go to Georgia. I'd like to. I hope they make this an event similar to the NFL draft where they're bouncing around yeah. and everybody gets the experience. There's no nobody should get left out. So um, I even don't know. even Little Rock, Arkansas. Or Fayetteville, <laughs> you know, which, no, I'm just kidding. whichever one you are. No, yours will be in Jerry's world. Yeah. So. Well, listen, I, I think a lot of Arkansas fans, with Arkansas having such a huge population down there, fans that down that. All right, guys, last thing, I appreciate, again, Michael Bradenham and Cousin Shane on that SEC podcast uh, joining us here. We mentioned the Arkansas-Alabama game potential. I've listened to the show like many of our listeners now. Is there another game that you guys have circled that you will absolutely go to if a certain scenario happens i know there's probably a tennessee homes game that you guys will attend you might have been more than that but is there another game that you picked out you're like shane we're going to this game i'm gonna go because i'm afraid mike's gonna steal it but we talked rivalries earlier okay and one of one of my favorite ones is um is the egg bowl don't get me wrong the iron bowl's got its flair you know the the outdoor cocktail party it's got its own thing but the violence that comes from the Egg Bowl, that's that's the violence I want a part of. And if both of these teams are playing as good as I expect them to do this season, that's a game that I don't think you can pencil in Ole Miss winning or Mississippi State winning. That's a game I want to be at now, and you, not sober. You don't want to be 
with your family on Thanksgiving? Because that's Thanksgiving night, Exactly. Right? There's you know not I mean? a better time to watch college football. You know what I'm saying? This is a well-thought-out plan. <laughs> Have you met my in-laws? Oh, no, I'm just man. kidding. <laughs> Don't worry. They're not in Arkansas. They're not going to hear this show. Listening. They're not listening. That's all right. So Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Is that game in Starkville or Oxford this year, Shane? Oxford. I can't remember. It's in Oxford? Yeah. Okay. All right. Shane hit his. Mike, what's yours, man? Uh, man, you know, one game early in the season, this is not going to be on many people's radar, but I think South Carolina coming into Arkansas, mm-hmm. I think that's going to tell us a lot about both those teams because I think South Carolina is going to be really good this year. I think the East is going to be much improved. That's what I got in trouble on Feinbaum because I, I picked South Carolina over Kentucky. I got nearly everybody over Kentucky. I got Kentucky fifth in the East. Wow. But that's not because Kentucky's horrible. I think they'll win seven, maybe even eight games. But I just think it's going to be they're going to be underdogs at Tennessee, underdogs at Florida, underdogs at home against Georgia. They got a brutal schedule that, then, right it sounds like. That's three losses, in yeah. my opinion. They still got to play at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and they host South Carolina. So I think they're going to drop another one or two of those games. So I think Kentucky's in for a rough year. A lot of people have that. Georgia at Kentucky game circled, but I don't think Kentucky's going to be even in contention that late in the season. I think South Carolina's a team to watch. Mike, before we let you go, will you do me a favor? Next time you come on Feinbaum, can I send you my Tuck Fexus shirt and you wear it on the show live? <laughs> can you do that for me? I don't me? know if he'll ever have me back on, but if he does, yeah, we got a deal. Absolutely. All right, Michael Brad and Cousin Shane, that SEC podcast. Make sure you listen and subscribe, guys. Appreciate it so much. Thank y'all. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, it's good to be on. Thanks for having us. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Wimbledon Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV. That's B L E A V to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site. With an A plus BBB rating, auctions on PristineAuction.com start at just $1 and each day there are over 1,000 autographed items available. So you win signed authentic signatures at affordable prices. Just last week, an autographed Justin Herbert jersey sold for $110. Deals like these are happening all the time on pristineauction.com and they have just about every player you could want including Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes and so much more. Every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Upgrade your collection of signed memorabilia today and get $10 off your first item one when you use code HTL when you sign up. Again, pristineauction.com, use code HTL and get $10 off your first item one. And that's not all. In addition to $10 off your first item, we are giving away a signed Traylon Burks Arkansas Razorbacks jersey to one lucky listener who signs up using this code HTL. Here's your chance to win. All you have to do is sign up on their website using our registration code HTL to be entered. 
Visit pristineauction.com slash register today. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. Now he does a tightrope act. Boy, Houdini's in the house. We're number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! All right, we're back here at SEC Media Days in Atlanta, and your home stopping grounds, hey, yeah. too. I heard you and Cone and Blaine talking about it. You guys are kind of back where it all started here at the College Football Hall of Fame. So we welcome in Jake Crane. Now, I've got to get used to saying Crane and Company, company yes. not the J-Boy show, but Jake, good to have you on, brother. Oh, man, uh, Ty, I appreciate it, man. You know, you've, you've been in here with us, again, with the infamous shirt, which I'm going to get one of those, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. But, yeah, man, it's kind of come a full circle, you know, being able to come back here and kind of see where it started with the J-Boy show and now where we're at now uh, up with Crane and Company in Nashville. Uh, it's Man, it's been unbelievable to come back. It's like Hogwarts. We know where all, like, the moving staircases go to get to places. Yeah, and it's not just Georgia fans, man. This is, this is an SEC melting pot. Oh, it is. I mean, again, you look at Atlanta, it's a melting pot anyway. But, you know, when you see the games that are played here, you get a couple Chick-fil-A games. And, and obviously the teams that come from outside, you got Georgia Tech right around the corner. And we know what Georgia's done. But, again, the SEC goes to Atlanta. You know, you're trying to get to the game in Atlanta. That, that's how you measure success and, and then kind of lay your helmet out there and see what happens. So, no, uh, it's, it's amazing to watch, really. It's, I, I love media days, and this is my second one, obviously going to the one in Hoover last year. But, you know, seeing all the different type of fans, and it just goes to show you how important, number one, sports is for all of us, especially down here in the south. It's one of the last few unifiers that we have, and, and we got to protect that. One of the unique things that you have in your background, not because of you and, and your late dad, but it's the coaching pedigree, yeah. so you can understand a lot of what they're saying. How do you balance that, and especially when you're interviewing people too, Jay? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a battle because obviously the coach knows what I'm talking about, but but it's not for me. It's not all about the coach; it's about the audience, and and he obviously wants to be able to lay it out in layman's terms because we don't want to sit up, you know, sit up here and talk about bark fire zones and how to read the corner, and, you know, make sure you're five yards off and cover two, uh, work inside leverage, work out at the snap, funnel them back into the you know the safeties because they're both uh, both high in the sky there on each side working their half. So again, I can sit there and talk about all this and talk about reading the blitz and read leverage stuff like that, but you know, I the goal. Is, that's why our slogans win the water cooler because you know what I want with our audience whether it's the J-Boy show and, and now with Crane and Company being able to cover all the sports you know football exclusively still but it is being able to, that when you get done listening to us and I don't have all the answers but like I said if I was a chef for nine years I'd probably have a pretty good chef podcast so uh, I try and balance it out and, and give, give people enough where they can learn something but also give it to them in a way where they can understand it and it doesn't feel like I'm just you know speaking Japanese to them. I was lucky to have you on for trusting the process and I don't think you were engaged yet or you got engaged not after yet. that right not, no, how's not. that process been going well it's been great it's a true Romeo and Juliet story you know I'm uh, I'm from Auburn she's from Tuscaloosa it's you know the Capulets and the Montagues and you know West Side Story Jets and the Shark style but no she's fantastic uh, she's a lot better looking than I am so it's bought a house right uh, we did we did bought a house up there in uh, Nashville very excited but you know as a former special teams coach it's the only time in my life I've ever been glad to outkick my coverage now it's next to Kenny Chesney and oh. and Jay Cutler and those type of houses, right? Oh, look, man, I just you know place to place to lay your head. We've we've been so fortunate, man. I've I've been so blessed and and being surrounded by you know people that that have put me in in a position to have success. And you know now with my brother and David Cohn on the show, man, it's been great to get to talk with guys like you all the time that, that have the passion for the same things that I do. So yeah, I've just been very fortunate. God's blessed me and and you know it's, it's continued to bless me throughout this. And I try and you know stay humble again. I'm just running. The play man that's what I know how to do Jake let me ask you something about your relationship with your brother because I got a brother that is 16 months younger than me and 
we didn't really get along in high school. And then college, we kind of started hanging out more. And now he listens to the show. Now, you guys are on the same show together. What is what has that dynamic been like for y'all and just your growth in your relationship? Because some brothers just aren't friends. You guys, I oh, think, yeah. are, right? Oh, that's that's my that's my best buddy in the world right there. Uh, we have the same. Best man? Yeah, best, best man of the wedding for sure. Uh, he's going to give a toast, which scares me to death. Uh, but, no, we've always been really close. And, and we had some stuff that happened in our family that, you know, brought us closer, uh, you know, with my father passing away and me being the oldest it was kind of me and him out there doing our thing but you know it's funny now I'm always right and he's always wrong but uh, being able to argue with somebody and and you know go back and forth with them and and that's truly how we feel so like what we do is we have topics on the show obviously that we're gonna hit we go over the topics but I don't know his opinion on something our cones opinion on something until we are live on the show and we do a live show two to three central but it's, it's been great man uh, being able to see him have success too and and how far he's come and how far we've come and you know again he's my best friend in the world, man. What has the transition been like moving from a huge SEC hub in Atlanta like this to Nashville? Only about three hours away. Uh, you mentioned growing up in Auburn. First time, first game I'm going to in Auburn this year. I cannot wait for that. We got our tickets, got everything booked. What's that transition been like, not just from a living standpoint, but company too? Oh, well, the traffic's better in Nashville. Um, it's been amazing. I mean, uh, you know, when we were with Cowherd, he was fantastic, and, and he understood when we got reached out to by uh, the Daily Wire to, to do a national sports show, to be their first sports show, uh, that, it, that it was a move that, that we had to make. I couldn't turn it down, and uh, it's, they've been unbelievable. Uh, Ben's been great every step of the way. We, we talk a bunch, and, and he's given me great advice, just like Cowherd gave me great advice, and they let us be us. And, you know, we, we don't talk – politics except for maybe five percent on the show when it intersects with sports like nil and stuff like that i'm not going to go out of my way again it's like like we t- we were talking with shapiro it's like if we want somebody to talk politics well you got all candace owens all these other people we're going to talk sports and uh we've ran the play and, and it's worked but the daily wire has been unbelievable man it's been such a blessing and, and nashville's an unbelievable place i'm still finding out the good restaurants found a good little mexican restaurant uh by the house the other day i'm pretty jacked and tan about and then obviously got a sports bar that uh, i can call home which is you know again like i tell my uh, tell my soon-to-be wife look i'm working all right i go to the sports bar and i work all right, you can come with me, but I'm working. I'm watching the game. It's amazing time, I'm going to tell you. It's amazing. I'm sure a lot of guys out there, husbands, you know, you're watching the game and why snagging you, and you're like, hey, I want to watch the game. I get to tell my wife, this is work. Like, you, pay, this pays the bills, all right? And it's a legitimate thing, so that's pretty cool. Do you have your own little sanctuary? Because I, I talk to my buddies that are either getting married or have been married, and there's – the wife has uh, 80, 90% of the house, but they have their one little section or yes. one little basement. Do you have that yeah. already pocketed off? Yeah, I got, I got my little Harry Potter room at, you know, Dudley's house right now. It's the one thing we were walking through the house. You know, there's a man cave area. And uh, I was like, listen, this is my area. The rest of the house, you can do whatever you want. She was like, all right, that's fine. But the only thing I ask you to do is not to paint it orange, which every part of me, Ty, wanted to paint it the color of the sun, just the most orange thing I could possibly find. But I'm, but I'm getting better. I'm learning phrases like, you're right. And that would look great in the living room. And I didn't think about it that way. And of course, I want a Frenchie, stuff like that. So how does that change from going to doing a show with Blaine, your brother, and David, where you think you're right all the time, as I do, then going from to marriage or future marriage where you, you're never right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a big transition. It's a roller coaster ride, but I think you got to pick and choose. Um, I'm getting smarter. Now, again, there's other motivations. I mean, I love Cone and Blaine a lot, but... You know, there's there's other motivations there. So she is right, like 99% of the time. But there's 1% of the time, Ty. And when it happens, it's beautiful. And uh, that, that I am right every now and then. We were talking a little earlier, and we'll we'll end with this. And Jake, I really appreciate your time. The 
the trips that we are both kind of trying to embark on this year. I mentioned going to Auburn, cannot wait. Tumors Corner, Sky Bar, all that is in our itinerary. Uh, you talked about uh, getting a chance, the luxury of having a co-host who's a former Michigan Wolverine, maybe a potential big house trip. Is, is there one game on this schedule? You mentioned LSU, Florida State, maybe another that you just, man, Blaine, Cone, we're going to this freaking game. I tell you one, and it's probably not one that a lot of people think about. The Texas A&M-Arkansas game, to me, the neutral site game, is absolutely massive. Like, and, and with the trajectory of those two teams, I, again, you know, going to the neutral site game, I believe it's at AT&T. I'd love to go there and see it. I ain't seen a game there. That's one that really stands out to me. You talked about Michigan. Michigan State is another one. What Mel Tucker's building up there, trying to build an SEC team in Big Ten country, and they beat Michigan uh, last year. So, those are two, uh, and you know, again, Alabama and Georgia are going to meet up. We know, we know they're going to meet up. Here. Obviously, the one here, here in Atlanta—that's going to, you know, it's 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 Frazier, uh, Ali, whatever round, you know, Thriller, Manila, whatever you call. It. I'm not a boxing uh, savant. That's the one sport I'm, you know, not uh, not the best at, but. Uh, and I haven't gotten better at hockey, Ty. Have you? you? Well, man. you live in, you know, Pretz, actually, it's Pretz country. Fan. It's Smashville, okay? So, I mean, we did big hockey breakdown, uh, enjoying that as well. But, no, those those are a couple games I'd love to go see. You mentioned the Texas A&M Arkansas trajectory. Yes. A&M, I'm assuming, is two. Where's Arkansas slot in your West Andings? <laughs> Arkansas is two. Are they really? Yeah, I got A&M starting out 0-3 in the SEC. You got wow. Arkansas, neutral site. I like Arkansas in that game. You go at Miss, uh, to Mississippi State, which Mike always does this. He does it once or twice a year. Uh, in between the middle of September and early October, he's going to beat somebody he shouldn't. And then later in the year, he's going to lose to two teams that he shouldn't. And then you got Bama. So I think there's a chance. I was talking to my buddy Billy Lucci today, and he doesn't think I'm crazy. And A&M fans are going to think I'm crazy. I got Arkansas going 9-3. and three. I got so you them. said that on Texags Radio that they're going to start 0-3. Oh, I'm going to when I go on there at Billy. We, you know, we're saying that in passing. I tell you what, Arkansas, you return both coordinators. What Barry's been able to do on the, with that defense, bumper pull, your leader in the front seven. Jordan Catalan's coming back after being hurt last year, the leader in the back end. I love what they're doing. They're only getting deeper on defense, and that's how they how Barry's you know, had to kind of play that 4-2-5 and, and mix it up a little bit to try and you know make, him, make you beat him methodically down the field. And then offensively, I love the offensive line. I love the St. John kid. I love Stromberg center. K.J. Jefferson, to me, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks outside of Will Rogers and Jake Hayner, uh, Hayner from Fresno State. Uh, and then I look Hazelwood. I think he's going to have a chance. I just love Sam Pittman. I love his identity. And Kendall Bryles is 100%, which you add all, the th- all those things together. And I think Arkansas, deep down, Ty, believes that they belong. And you know what? They should. And it's, it's kudos to, to Sam Pittman. I just feel like they're going to be tough as hell up front. And when you're tough as hell up front, you're going to have a chance. Jake, I think you just gained about, I don't know, a thousand more Arkansas fans that are going to be tuning into your program now. Well, I've been saying it to everybody. You know me. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what I think and what I think you need to hear. So, uh, look, I'm, I'm big on Fable. I'm big on Sam Pittman, one of the best hires in the SEC probably in the last seven to ten years. Jake Crane, host of Crane & Company, kind enough to make some time for us here on the Morning Rush. Jake, appreciate it, buddy. Ty, it's always fun. Let's go up to Nashville have some fun. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? 
Sometimes stress, anxiety, or just a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun and passion for both of you. But don't worry, BlueChew.com is here to save the day. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Because BlueChew is an online prescription service, there are no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. BlueChew tablets are made right here in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code believe at checkout just pay five dollar shipping that's bluechew.com promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your first month free you're listening to the bud light next morning rush podcast bud light next with zero carbs coming to a liquor store near you in february the crowd's into they just threw him out of the game they just threw him out of the game He's gotten his second technical, and he's been thrown out of the ballgame. Chris, we are going to talk some LSU coming up. What are you looking for? I think it's like the the big thing that stood out to me this week is it's hard to find who's going to be bad. Like, and I know this is talking season, and it's all about, you know, talking about all your assets and things like that. Well, let me take that back. We know Vanderbilt's going to be bad. But outside of Vanderbilt, it's hard to find, like, who the bad teams in the SEC are going to be this year. Um, you know, everybody's expecting LSU to be down transition year. Brian Kelly, I think people probably will feel that about Auburn and, I mean, uh, Florida and Billy Napier. But I look at those two rosters, and there's a lot of talent on those rosters. I think this year in the SEC is going to set up where you're going to have a lot more of teams beating up on one another. And what I mean by that is, you know, one week Arkansas beats Auburn and they're feeling good about themselves. And then the next week loses to, you know, whoever, loses to an LSU or something. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's going to be one of those up and down seasons where uh, you're going to have inexplicable losses from teams because I think you're going to be looking around going, oh, I think we underestimated those guys. We thought they were going to be bad, but turns out they had some really good players and the breaks went their way. I think we're going to have a lot of that this year in the SEC. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Jordan Battle, they kind of stole the show on Tuesday and they have the recognition, they have the names, they have the the insignia, the A, that a lot of people know. Who's a player this week that you're either most looking forward to talk to or that you've gotten a chance to at least see and, and see what he has to say? Yeah, Will, Will Levis at Kentucky to me is a rock star. I, I got to talk with him a few weeks ago. At the, the banana guy. Yeah, the banana guy. I got to talk with him at the Manning Passing Academy a few weeks ago, and he just he looks the part, he talks the part, and we saw it out on the field last year. Now, look, to, to be – the best quarterback in recent history at Kentucky is not hard. I mean, they were literally throwing Lynn Bowden, a wide receiver out there, quarterback, a couple of years ago. Who Arkansas lost to. Yes. Uh, that was awful. <laughs> I made money off that game. Um, the, the, the crazy thing is, though, like, go look at Will Levis's numbers last year. They don't pop out. They don't, they don't make, you know, you look at it, you actually think differently of him when you look at the box scores. You go, oh, he's not as good as I thought he was. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's not that impressive. But I think he has a chance – 
and forgive me for, for making this comparison, I think he can have a Joe Burrow-like growth in, in his final year. And look, he doesn't have Justin Jefferson. He doesn't have Jamar Chase. He doesn't have Clyde Edwards-Zeeler. He doesn't have all those pieces that, that Joe Burrow had. But when we look back at Joe Burrow, when he came in, transferred, just like Will Levis, transferred out of Penn State, his first year at LSU was fine. It was good. It was it was a little bit of an uptick at quarterback play for LSU, but you were like, oh, he's pretty good. But you know, you didn't like go, man, that guy's going to win Heisman and have the greatest college football season ever. I think Will Levis can have that kind of meteoric rise this season, and not that level, but that type of production. I think, like, I, I think we're going to see more. 300-yard passing games. Now, he uses his feet a lot more. Uh, rushing touchdowns are, are a big part of his game, too. He's got Chris Rodriguez back in the backfield. He loses Wandell Robinson, receiver, but they bring in Tavion Robinson from Virginia Tech, who I think is going to be a big-time pass catcher for them. I just think Will Levis has all the, the makings of being a really good uh, star quarterback in the SEC this year. And you're already seeing some of the mock drafts next year have him pinned as a first-round pick. I think Chris Vanini or one of those guys have him – you know, did some stupid mock draft and put him number one overall. Again, Joe Burrow like rise, right? Like if he has that this year, it's possible. I don't think he jumps Bryce Young and CJ Stroud and Will Anderson in the draft, but it's possible. So Will Levis to me is the one I'm, I'm really looking forward to catching up with. We're talking with Chris Gordy locked on SEC here live at Radio Row. Let's talk a little LSU. What are the expectations that you feel out of that fan base in year one? Because it's not easy in Baton Rouge. Past three coaches have won, nas- won national championships. What are the desired realistic expectations from fans for Brian Kelly in year one? The LSU standard is pretty simple. They just want to be a competitive team year in and year out. Uh, they understand the, the you're not Alabama. You're not going to compete for a championship every year, but you'd like to at least be in the hunt. And, you know, if it's a year where you're not going to win the title, there's a chance for a New Year's Six Bowl. Is it a chance, you know, to finish second in the West? Like, that's what the hope is at LSU um, in a down year. People are going to accept down years. I think they're accept- their fan base is accepting this as a transition year. But that said, you don't get to go 6-6. Six and six. Like, that's not what we paid you, made you one of the highest paid coaches in college football for. Like, they're paying you and bringing you in, and you're leaving Notre Dame to come to a better job where you feel like you can win at a higher level. So I would say the floor this year for LSU is 7-5, and five, just expectations from that fan base. You lose five games, it sucks, but it is what it is. It's a brutal schedule. You got to play Bama. You know, it's 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 just one of those things. But I think if they go seven and five, and then you start to grow from that, it's a good starting point. Um, I wouldn't discount eight and four. I think they could do that uh, just based on the pieces that they have. To me, the biggest part though is that secondary. That's what scares me the most because they lose. Uh, Dwight McLaughlin goes over to Arkansas. They do a flip-flop. Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché come over to, to LSU. Um, they've brought in seven banks from Ohio State. They brought in Jarek Bernard Converse from Oklahoma State. They brought in a lot of guys, Makai Gardner from ULL. But, like, do they fit this scheme? Are they going to be good players here? So that, to me, is the biggest thing. And that's a big picture all across the SEC in the transfer portal. Hey, we got a good player on paper, but does he fit what we're doing? I think McLaughlin will fit what Arkansas is doing. I think he'll be fine. But, like, that's to, that's my concern when I look around at a couple of different guys. And, and I just say, for LSU's sake, if they have one big weakness, I think the front seven is going to be really strong this year and cause problems. But I think that secondary has a lot of room to grow and improve. Gordy, the only coach on that staff that – Brian Kelly retained as Brad Davis, and he spoke to Y on his media day on Monday. 
Remind me who is LSU's now OC and DC this year and, and what that outlook looks like for both those guys. Yeah, they bring in Mike Denbrock, who's the OC at Cincinnati. At Cincinnati. Uh, Coach Desmond Ritter last year made him a, a you know a draftable quarterback. I think what Atlanta Falcons. Um, so you know he's a guy who runs a pretty good offense. They, they were in the playoff a year ago um, at a school like Cincinnati, but he has a history of Brian Kelly, so he's bringing some familiarity there, and, and Kelly knows what to expect from him. And they're going to be a pound. They want to pound the rock. You know, with Brian Kelly's offenses, they want to have they want to have a dominant offensive line. They want to have a dominant run game. It's what he had at Notre Dame. And they want to get that's their bread and butter, and so that's where Brad Davis fits in. You know, they want to get that offensive line going, and they got to start doing it on the recruiting recruiting trail. They just picked up their first offensive lineman in the twenty twenty three class the other day. I think Arkansas's got what three or four alignment already in this class. So that's where you really got to start finding your your pieces uh, on the defense. It's Matt House, who was the linebackers coach the last few years with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. He was formerly with Kentucky prior, so he's got SEC experience. We're talking to Mike Jones, the LSU linebacker, who was saying, you know, look, this guy's already telling me what I need to work on to get my game to the, you know, to be NFL ready. So, uh, sounds like the players are already embracing him. But, you know, look, it's one of it's some of those hires that on paper you go, well, they got a great resumes, they look good, but we won't know until we see it under the bright lights on a Saturday night in, in college football. Chris Gordy locked on SEC with us here live at Radio Row. Chris, a question I have as we're about to get a chance to listen to Shane Beamer. I'll let you go here. LSU fans, their thoughts on playing Arkansas every year. Arkansas fans want to play LSU. They want to play A&M. They want to play Oklahoma. They want to play Texas. I don't know which order. And Ole Miss is in that category as well. I know LSU wants to play Bama every year. I would guess Florida and Auburn's on that list too. Probably A&M. Where does Arkansas slot into hey, we want to play these guys every year from the LSU vantage point? Well, in my mind, is there any more prestigious trophy in all college sports than the, the Golden Boot? I mean, the Golden Boot is what it's all about, right? I'm joking. No, no one cares about the Golden Boot. <laughs> I've talked to Arkansas fans. I've talked to LSU fans. No one cares about the Golden Boot. Well, Arkansas fans do that. I think LSU fans, it's it's not as big of a deal to them. <laughs> so the LSU fans are discounting it more? Okay. Look, if you like it, you like it. I, it is a rivalry that, that I don't want to see go. Um, I could do without the trophy. But I think that uh, I think I think it is a fun rivalry. And uh, it, it's one of those games you always – like even in years when LSU is good, you always knew you're going to get Arkansas's best fight. Same thing flip, flipped when, you know, last year Arkansas had a really good team. LSU was down. That game was still a dogfight. I mean, it's, it just feels like one of those games that's it's always close. It's always going to come down to some kind of fourth quarter drive outside of, you know, a few rare exceptions like 2019, things like that. But it just feels like a rivalry that's all, you know, you think back to the triple overtime uh, loss in 2007 with McFadden and, and those guys running wild. To think back to, you know, the Matt Jones days. I mean, there's just been so many uh, memorable games in the rivalry. It's one that I think has to look geographically and regionally it makes sense. You know, you're right there. Uh, you know, states next to each other. I think I think it's one that has to stay, even with all the realignment and schedule tweaking that's going to happen here very soon. Chris, we'll leave it there. We appreciate your time. It's been a fun week here, and hopefully, we'll keep getting some more content out of this before football season. Yeah, man, I'll get you a replica Golden Boot trophy, okay? Bud Light Next is available nationwide today, anywhere you can buy your other Bud Light products. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. 
subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.